0: This program is made possible by the giving of the God Called Partners of Renner Ministries. My name is Rick Renner, and today I'm standing at the monumental
1: entry gate to the Winter Palace in St. Petersburg. And on October the 25th, 1917, revolutionaries tried to penetrate this palace through this gate about 9 o'clock in the evening, but they were stopped by the guards who kept them outside the palace but they weren't finished they were going to try to attempt again this was such a grievous moment in the history of russia it led to revolution it led to civil war in which millions and millions of people died in fact to this day no one is sure how many people died in that civil war but it all started right at this gate about nine p.m. on october 25th 17. When we read Ephesians chapter 4, the Bible tells us to give no place to the devil. And then immediately the Apostle Paul begins to list attitudes including bitterness, unforgiveness, quarreling, strife. These are door openers for the devil. And not only does it open the door for the devil, but we're told in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30 that it grieves the Holy Spirit when we allow these things to enter into our relationships. How do you keep the devil out of your relationships? And if he's already found his way in, how do you kick him out so you can restore order and have peace and civility again? That is what I'm going to talk to you about today.
0: Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to today's program.
1: My name is Rick Renner. And as I told you in the introduction to today's program, today we're going to talk about strife and how to close the door to strife. And today specifically, we're going to be identifying the entry points for strife into our lives and into our relationships. This is a series that can truly change your life. Years ago, Denise and I understood that strife was an entry point for the work of the enemy into our lives and into our family. So we made a no strife policy and it closed the door to strife. And my friends, you can do this too. That's why I want you to order the series, which is called Overcoming Strife, It is a five-part series. It comes in multiple formats. It is a life-changing series. If you're dealing with issues of strife in your life, please get this. And it comes with a study guide. You can read it. You can hear it. You can see it and really get this teaching down deep inside you. And we're also offering you my book, which is called You Can Get Over It, How to Confront, Forgive, and Move On. The back of the book says someone may have wronged you in the past or you may be in a painful situation right now. But you don't have to let anyone's actions against you pollute your present attitude or prevent God's good plan for your future. You can confront, forgive and move on. And I know that moving on is what you want to do. And I wrote this book to help you know how to release it all and to move forward in life. My friends, you can get over it. So please order yours today. And remember that when you become a partner with our ministry, and by the way, a partner is anyone who regularly financially supports this ministry to help us take this teaching to people all over the world. If you're already a partner, thank you so much for what you're doing. If you're not a partner, please pray about becoming a partner with our ministry. And the moment you do, we're going to send you two books as our way of saying welcome to the family, we're going to send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone and Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. We always send these two books to anyone who becomes a partner with our ministry. And right now on our website, at a radical discount, we're offering you our new autobiography called Unlikely, Our Faith-Filled Journey to the Ends of the Earth. The back of the book says, if you're ready to read a true life story that will stir your faith to launch out and experience your own unlikely adventure, this is the book for you to read. And it would be a tremendous gift to give to somebody else. And please remember that if you need prayer, we want to hear from you so we can begin to put our prayers to work for you. We believe Jeremiah 33, three, which says, call unto me and I'll show you great and mighty things. And if you'll reach out to us and tell us how to pray, we will release our faith and believe for God to do great and mighty things in your life. And he will. But today... Reach for your Bible, and we're going to return to Ephesians chapter 4. And today we're going to begin in verse 27. And in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27, the Apostle Paul writes, Neither give place to the devil. The word give in Greek is a form of the Greek word didomi, which means to give, to allow, or to permit. So you could translate it, neither give place to the devil, neither allow place to the devil, neither permit place to the devil, which means our actions open doors for the enemy to find access to our lives. And the Apostle Paul says, stop allowing this, stop permitting this, neither give place, in Greek the word place, is the word topos, and listen to what it means. This word topos really describes a specific, marked-off, geographical location. In fact, it is such a word of geography, it's where we get the term for a topographical map. The word topos and topographical map, a real, specific, marked-off place that the devil finds as an entry point, and the Greek word topos, Sometimes is translated as the word opportunity. When we've done something wrong in our attitude or our actions, it opens doors and provides an opportunity for the devil to access us. The word devil, as we've already seen, is the Greek word diabolos, which pictures one who repetitiously strikes and strikes and strikes until he successfully penetrates an object in order to ruin it, affect it, or to take it captive. That's what he does with strife. He affects relationships. He ruins relationships. He takes those relationships captive. But the name devil also means to ensnare with a net. And very often when you find yourself in strife, suddenly you're in the midst of a conversation so deep you feel you've been ensnared, you don't even know how you got there, you don't know how to get out, that is evidence that the devil has found his way into your relationship or into a conversation. Now, today we're going to identify things that open the door for strife and we're going to begin in verse 29. Ephesians chapter four, verse 29 says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Corrupt communication is an entry point that the devil used to access relationships. You say, well, what does that mean? Corrupt communication. Does that mean curse words? No, 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 no. Christians don't use curse words, but Christians do speak corrupt communication. The word corrupt is the Greek word sapros. Listen to this. The word sapros describes something that is putrid or rotten. Putrid or rotten. It depicts something that is disgusting to taste or repulsive to smell. It describes anything that is rank, Foul, putrid, rotten, corrupt, or worthless, something that is nasty. The word communication in Greek describes a single word, which means a single word can bring something putrid into a conversation. A single word can open the door for something rotten and nasty to come into our relationship. And the Apostle Paul knew that. He said, neither give place to the devil. And then identified this as one of the door openers for strife. He says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good to the use of edifying... That it may minister grace unto the hearers. The word good is the Greek word agathos, which describes anything good or beneficial or profitable. It describes something that is brave or noble. So you can gauge yourself by asking Are my words nasty? Are my words rotten? Are they putrid? Are they disgusting? Do they leave people feeling like they need to take a shower when I leave them? Or are my words brave? and noble? Do they produce something good in the hearers? In fact, the Bible says our words should be spoken for the use of edifying. You know what that word edifying is? It is an architectural term which means to enlarge or to amplify a house, to edify, to improve or to leave in an improved condition. When people are finished talking to you, do they feel like they have been slimed or do they feel they have been improved? we should make it our intention that our words leave every listener feeling they're in a better condition because they had a conversation with us. But the Apostle Paul tells us in verse 29 that corrupt communication, verbiage that is negative, this would include gossip, backbiting, all kinds of horrible behaviors. This is a door opener and the strife comes through it into our relationships. So let me ask you, are you making room for corrupt communication? If so, you need to stop that and close the door. And then he goes on in verse 30 and says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you're sealed unto the day of redemption. So we find that not only does this open a door for strife, it grieves the Holy Spirit when we have corrupt communication in our lives. But that's not all. Then when you get to verse 31, Paul adds, Let all bitterness and wrath, and anger, and clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Oh, this verse is loaded. And the first thing Paul mentions is bitterness. That tells me, and that tells you that bitterness is a door opener for the enemy. It allows strife to come into our lives. You say, well, what does bitterness mean? The Greek word for bitterness is the Greek word picria. This word "picria" depicts an inner bitterness or attitude towards someone or toward a group or toward a situation. It is an inner poison that causes one to eventually become unkind, sour, sharp, sarcastic, scornful, caustic, cynical, mocking, contemptuous, and wounding in his words and in his behavior. My friend, God has called you to live at a higher level than that. And when you sink to that kind of level, it opens the door for strife to come. But then Paul mentions next, wrath. The word wrath is the Greek word thumos. This word thumos portrays a person who suddenly flares up And loses his control or some kind of unresolved, deep-seated anger and outburst. A person who boils over with anger and blows up, erupting in an ugly outburst that negatively affects other people. And the Apostle Paul says this is a door opener that gives place to the enemy. So, so far we've seen that corrupt communication bad language, speaking things that are just putrid and negative. It opens the door for strife. It also grieves the Holy Spirit. Now we've also seen that bitterness, that inner poison that causes you to be sharp, caustic, sour, cynical. It opens a door for strife. Then he says, wrath, this word thumos, blowing up in a moment of anger. It opens the door to strife. These things Open the door to really bad things. But then he goes on in verse 31 and mentions anger. The word anger is the word orgidzo, which we saw in the last program. And this word orgidzo describes a silent resentment that gives way to an outburst of emotion. Deeply felt anger suddenly released. A swelling, growing, wrathful emotion that explodes in. Rage. Rage is a horrible thing. It devastates others. It opens the door for hurt. It opens the door for a spirit of strife. But then Paul goes on and mentions clamor. The word clamor is the Greek word krauge, which describes uncontrollable outbursts or just in fact yelling and screaming. My friends, you are higher than that. There is no room for yelling and screaming in your life. Come on. You have the Spirit of God in you. You do not have to sink to that level. And when you have an outburst and you begin yelling and screaming, it opens the door not just for strife but for hurt and for all kinds of wounding in people's lives. Don't sink to that level. Then he goes on and mentions evil speaking. What is evil speaking? Well, you'll be surprised In Greek, it is the word blasphemia. It's where we get the word for blasphemy. Now, most people think that blasphemy is blaspheming the divine or blaspheming God. But in fact, the word blasphemia, here translated evil speaking, means, listen careful, to speak derogatory words for the purpose of injuring or harm. It is any derogatory speech that defames, injures, or harms another person. Hold on. This word blasphemia depicts debasing, derogatory, nasty, shameful, ugly speech that humiliates. You should never use your mouth to humiliate another person. Even if there's something you don't appreciate in that other person, you don't have to be derogatory and negative and humiliating of them. My friend, come on. The Spirit of God lives in you. We already saw that your speech should be good. It should minister grace to the hearers. It should leave them in an improved condition. If you're humiliating them, then you're failing the test and you're opening the door for hurt and you're opening the door for strife. So refrain from humiliating derogatory speech. In fact, the Apostle Paul says, these things should be put away from you. Put away in Greek describes a pruning or an intentional cutting away. You have to make a decision. I'm not going to do this any longer. Even if from time to time I slip into it, I'm going to cut this from my life. I'm going to remove these actions from my life. And then he adds with all malice. The word malice is the Greek word kakos, which depicts a vicious disposition or one who acts in spite. You should not have spiteful behavior in your life. That is a door opener for hurt and for strife. You say, then what should I do? Well, now I'm going to tell you what are the door closers. Here's some door closers. Listen to this. Ephesians 4, verse 32. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. You see, when you're tempted to fly off the handle or to get into rage or to have an outburst or to yell or to scream or to speak something humiliating or negative to somebody else or you're tempted to speak something that is sapros, it's just vile, it's putrid, it's rotten, refrain, just refrain. Say, I'm going to prune that from my mouth. I'm not going to open the door for that. Instead, I'm going to obey Ephesians 4. Verse 32, which says, And be ye kind one to another. It's very interesting that in the Greek. Be ye is a form of the Greek word genomai, which is progressive, which means you may not attain this immediately, but you have to start where you are. It could be translated, And be ye being kind. Begin where you are. Begin the process. Learn to develop this. Move into this new mode. You have to start where you are. If you don't attain perfection immediately, that's all right. But begin where you are and be ye becoming kind one to another. The word kind is the Greek word krestos, which describes one that is helpful. Rather than be an enemy or an adversary, decide you're going to take a helpful position. It describes one that is warm-hearted, one who has a willingness to show goodness from the heart to others. It pictures a person who's attentive to the needs of others, one who is considerate of other people and their needs. It depicts one that is compassionate, considerate, sympathetic, humane, kind, and gentle. And when applied to interhuman relationships, it conveys the idea of being adaptable to others. Rather than demand others be like you, you begin to look for ways that you can change to help them. What can I be to help you more? Rather than demand they meet your requirements, you begin to see how you can be compassionate and helpful to them. You're taking a totally different position. And then he goes on and tells us to be tender-hearted. The word tender-hearted is a very unusual Greek word. The Greek word usplagnos, it describes tender emotions, to be deeply moved, to take some kind of helpful action. So rather than be caustic and cynical, you make a decision. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to find a way to be tender-hearted How can I be positive? How can I be helpful in this situation? And then it says, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. And that, my friend, is really a poor translation. The word forgiving is a form of the Greek word charis. The word charis is the Greek word for grace. The Greek literally says, gracing one another. You see, you may say, well, they don't deserve my forgiveness. Well, maybe they don't. But you can grace them. You can give them what they don't deserve. And that's why the Apostle Paul goes on and says, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. And guess what the Greek says? Even as God for Christ's sake hath graced you. God did not have to forgive you. God knew everything about you. He knew everything you did. He knew everything that you would do. But God, for Christ's sake, made a decision to grace you. He graced you for Christ's sake. And the same way that God has graced you, now you are in a position where you can grace someone else. Maybe they're not doing what you wish they would do. Maybe you think their behavior is lower than it ought to be. But rather than get into a spirit of strife with them, you can back up and say, how would God deal with this? How has God dealt with me? Well, He's graced me. He's been patient with me. He continues to work with me. And in the same way that God has graced me, I guess it's my opportunity to grace this individual. And when you take that position, you close the door to strife. If you take the alternative position where you blow up, you get into a fit of rage, you begin to speak things that are putrid and negative, you open every door for a spirit of strife to come into your life and to come into that relationship. That when you say, you know what, you know what, I'm going to take a different position here. I'm going to start today reversing my behavior. I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be compassionate. I'm going to do everything I can to be helpful and warm-hearted in this situation. And I'm going to grace this individual, and I refuse to get into a spirit of strife. You have just closed the door to the enemy. If you close the door, he can't get in, and you can overcome a spirit of strife. Now, when we come back tomorrow, we're going to see that the tongue is the releaser of strife. Don't miss tomorrow's program. But I'll be back in just a moment and I'm going to pray for you.
0: From time to time, strife tries to get into all our lives. Strife is an evil force that divides people, causes heartaches, and can even destroy relationships. Rick Renner says, years ago, Denise and I made a no strife policy in our lives and ministry, and it permanently shut the door to strife. And if you'll make the choice to have a no strife policy, that decision can permanently keep strife out of your life. In this practical and powerful series, Overcoming Strife, Rick teaches how to stop giving place to strife in your life, how to stop your tongue from speaking poisonous words, how strife in its basic form is demonic and destructive, how to follow after peace and obtain it, how to permanently avoid the fruit of bitterness and strife. You really can permanently shut the door to strife. In this powerful series, Rick will help you to know how to slam that door shut forever, and it will change your life This five-part series is available in digital or physical format starting at just $10. In addition, we're also offering you the book, You Can Get Over It. This 195-page hardback book is packed with solutions about how you can successfully deal with difficult people and how you can get over the hurts you've experienced in life along the way. You Can Recover. This book will show you how, and it can be yours for just $15. Don't miss this special offer, the five-part series, Overcoming Strife, and the book You Can Get Over It. Call the number on your screen now, or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Hey, friends, this is Rick Renner, and today
1: I am standing in the foyer of Rick Renner Ministries in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I just wish I could pick you up and bring you here to see all the wonderful ministry that is happening in this facility where we receive thousands and thousands of phone calls from people just like you who reach out to us for prayer and for teaching they can trust. Proverbs 10:21 says, the lips of the righteous feed many. And we know that's our job. Our job is to feed many. And I wanna say thank you to you for everything you've helped us do with your giving You helped us construct our studio, purchase this building, and now in phase three of our ministry expansion program, we're wanting to pay this facility off so we can liberate all that money to take the teaching of the Bible around the world on additional channels and venues. And by being a part of our giving team, you can really help us make this happen. If you're not already a part of our giving team, please pray about joining us. And together we can join hands and through teaching of the Bible and by ministering to people that reach out to us and by sending teaching products around the world, we can really change people's lives. And it's amazing to me that today it's never been easier to make an impact in somebody else's life right from where you are. So thank you for praying about being a part of our giving team. And the moment you join, I want you to really expect the power of God to show up in your life. Thank you so much for being with me today. Remember that tomorrow we're going to see the tongue is the releaser of strife. Wow, tomorrow's program is going to be so wonderful. But I'm offering you my brand new series, which is called Overcoming Strife. It is a five-part series. This is something that every person has to deal with, and you need to know how to overcome strife. So please order yours today, and it comes with a study guide. And we're also offering you right now my book, which is called You Can Get Over It, How to Confront, Forgive, and Move On. I love this book. And I want you to have it. The back of the book says someone may have wronged you in the past or you may be in a painful situation right now. What matters now is that you stop bitterness and unforgiveness before it begins producing deadly fruit in your life. This book will help you find your way out of the emotional prison that has tried to hold you captive. I really believe that. And friend, I wrote it for you. So I want you to order yours today by going online or by giving us a call. And remember that when you become a partner with our ministry, we're going to send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone and Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness. We always send these two books to anyone who becomes a part of our partner family. But let me pray for you. Father, you've called us to walk the high road, and Lord, we've walked the low road long enough. Help us, Lord, to gauge the things we say, Help us to monitor our behavior and prune those things from our life that are not acceptable to you and that grieve the Holy Spirit and that opens the door to strife. Help us to close every door so the enemy cannot find his way into our emotions or into our relationships. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see you tomorrow. But remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there is power.